0: Please be seated. If you have your Bible, um, please open up the Psalm 131 or on your mobile phone. The biblical text will be projected up onto the screen as well. my bible open as well shouldn't i if i'm going to preach from it psalm 131 let's pray heavenly father may i speak your word truthfully clearly and compassionately in jesus name we pray Amen. Well, Psalm 131 is a Hebrew song about humility and hope. It's only three verses long, so it's very brief, but it's really deep. And we're going to dig into it tonight. This is what it says, Psalm 131 from the New Living Translation. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of David. Lord, my heart is not proud, my eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, now and always. Well, like most of the Old Testament, the Psalms were written in the Hebrew language. Psalm 131, verse 1, in the Hebrew text, is actually the introductory verse of the English, which says, a song for pilgrims, ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of David. So that's the Hebrew first verse. And I've noticed that sometimes when people read the psalms, they leave that little first verse out, thinking that it's just something that the editors have put in there. It's not. It's actually part of the inspired scripture. So when you read the psalms next also taking into consideration what that little introductory phrase speaks about. Well, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. Ascending means to go upwards. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem is an ancient Hebrew poem sung by God's people as they physically travelled upwards to a physical location signifying the place where they met with God. In the time of King David, the Hebrews ascended, walking up Mount Zion, where eventually the Jerusalem temple was eventually built. So it wasn't King David that actually built the temple, it was his son Solomon. But still, God's people, as an act of worship, would travel up this mount zion why because they wanted to meet with god the temple in jerusalem was a physical reminder that god was present amongst his people and during david's time they anticipated that that was the case so they travel up mount zion physically traveling up to meet with god at the top of a mountain is the physical outworking of what was in people's hearts. These are sometimes called pilgrims. In their hearts, in the core of their being, faithful men, women, and children wanted to be close to God. Just reflect for a moment on what Jody and the team spoke about regarding K- Kigali and Tanzania. That people would walk long distances just to get to church. That The pastor, was it in Tanzania, who would walk 30 kilometres three times a week just to do what we take for granted, that is for a pastor to visit the members of his flock. 30 kilometres there 30 kilometres back, three times a week. Why do people do that? Because in the core of their being, they want to meet with God and they might want to meet with God's people. To sing a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem is to prepare to come into the presence of the Lord God Almighty And you can just imagine God's people, such as the Tanzanian people probably do, walking along, getting a footstep rhythm going, singing a song of praise, maybe even singing Psalm 131. This act of coming into the presence of God has been characteristic of God's people for thousands of years. In our hearts we people of God still do it, we've done it this evening. In many churches this is factored into our worship. So we often start our church services by acknowledging the loving Lord God Almighty, then humbling ourselves before him in confession, and then thankfully hearing the declaration of his forgiveness. This is sometimes what's called humble access to God. And Psalm 131 encourages us to approach God in humility, even great kings. Approach God in humility is the call of Psalm 131. Well, that introductory Hebrew first verse names David as the human author of Psalm 131, simply saying a psalm of David. Just reflect on who David was, just from your memory. David was a great king. His people were called the people of Israel. As well as being a king, David wrote songs, Psalm 131 is one of them. And in this psalm, King David tells what it is like to be humble to live as a child of God. Now, To write a song about God's love might seem weak, especially for tough people like military, police and NRL players. However Psalm 131 encourages us that in God's presence it's better to be like a little child who relies on God rather than being a tough tattooed Trojan who relies on themselves, When David, the author of this psalm, humanly speaking, when David was of high school age, before he became the leader of a nation, he was a shepherd. The sort of lifestyle that the Tanzanian people live, a subsistence farming type of lifestyle, that was David's lifestyle. He looked after his father's sheep. Sometimes the sheep were attacked by lions and bears. David showed that he was strong and brave because he fought the wild beasts and saved the sheep. I just had a flash of all the young people from Kickstart being that brave. Well, around that time, of David being the shepherd boy. David did something that no soldier in the Israelite army had the courage to do. He put an end to an arrogant warrior called Goliath. So the situation was, we can read about it in 1 Samuel 17, is that the Israelite and the Philistine armies were facing off each other. Each army was on an an opposing hill, a bit like the Jamboree Valley. And on one side there was Goliath blaspheming God and and taunting the army of Israel. And on the other hill facing Goliath, the Israelite army was there, but no one had the courage to go down and stop this bloke from blaspheming and dishonouring God. But David did. David put an end to Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, read it for yourself. There's a lot in there. David the shepherd boy put an end to Goliath. Bang, right between the eyes with a stone from a sling. Mm -hmm. The military witnesses saw it. They saw that David the shepherd boy loved and trusted God, shown in his courage and action for standing up for the Lord God Almighty, a shepherd boy. Well, the people of Israel eventually chose David to be their king. As their ruler, he was a successful warrior and leader. In fact, he was so good at being king that he led Israel into being a big and powerful nation that was respected David had lots of reasons to shoot his mouth off about how great he is. But in Psalm 131, David says no to being a great person. And so he speaks clearly in the first half of verse 1. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. Despite all the great things that he had done, David, the human king, knew there was someone greater than him. David humbly calls him Lord. In the Bible, when people call God the Lord, it means that they recognise God as the great king, more powerful than all world leaders, and spiritual enemies knowing that God is number 1 David held back from arrogance he was not proud and he did not look down on others rather in the core of his being in his heart he was humble in humility David affirms that God is the Lord, that God is number one. With this right understanding of God, David can look at his self and be honest about his own limitations. So in the second half of verse 1, he admits, I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Now, David was an intelligent man. He was the king of Israel. He was a warrior king. He was no fool, humanly speaking. And yet, intelligent and powerful as David is, he openly reveals that some things are out of his reach. He admits that he is a human being who doesn't know it all. Some people think they know it all. They don't see their limitations and unhelpfully think more highly of themselves than they should. Such people think that admitting you don't know it all is a sign of weakness. Consequently, they live the lie that they are in control of their minds and their reasoning and their lives. They deceive themselves that by their own intellects and power they know the solutions to the world's problems and that they understand the universe. They reject God and exalt human self. They live the lie. If you want evidence of it, look at Facebook. Look at the things that are posted up when the experts give their opinion. But not David. Verse 2 describes the great warrior king as a child with his mother. David the king says, verse 2, Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself. Like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Have you ever heard a politician say that? King David's contentment and peace came from sticking close to the Lord God who loves him like a little child being cuddled by his mum. God loves David and David loves God. Did you catch it in the, some of the things that we, we said and prayed tonight in our worship, the two great commandments? Can you remember what they are? Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbour as yourself. David loved God. David loved God's people. The love of God is reflected in King David's love for his people. He was the national leader and he loved the people of Israel. Verse 3 expressed that he wants the best for his people. And he says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always The best goal in life is what? To have a stable job. To have four toilets in your home. To have financial security. Good medical facilities. Aged care, good schools. Well, they're important. But according to Psalm 131, the king wanted his nation to have the very best. And what was that? Verse 3. Be God's children. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. Living as a child of God is to be enjoyed here and now in everyday life and forever because human existence is in an eternal context the best is yet to come we've got an eternity ahead of us living as a child of God is to be enjoyed here and now in everyday life and forever living as a child of God is the one and only life that is forever, it's the resurrection life, full of peace, joy and perfection. Jesus died, rose and gave gave us a glimpse of the resurrection life. The alternative is absolute disaster. David loved God and David loved God's people. He wanted the very best for Israel. Living as a child of God is the very best for us too. God tells us in the Bible that we become children of God when we trust Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, to all who believed him and accepted him He gave the right to become children of God. Becoming a child of God is a gift. It's not something you've got to work to earn. It's undeserved. It's a gift. David, the adulterous murderer, knew this. Just reflect for a moment. The king of Israel, the great warrior king, the slayer of blasphemous Goliath. David wasn't perfect. He made massive mistakes. David knew he wasn't pure, holy and sinless, as he confessed in Psalm 51. In his heart before God, David, the imperfect warrior king, humbled himself like a little child. Like King David, you too can reach the greatest purpose of our lives, living as children of God, by putting your hope in the Lord now and always, as Psalm 131 encourages us. Specifically, as John chapter 1 echoes, by faith. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust him as crucified and resurrected from death and take hold of your undeserved right to become an eternal child of God. Now off on the screen there's going to be project, uh, projected a, a final prayer. You may like to pray this. You may already be a child of God, and and, and knowing many of you here tonight, I know know that you love Jesus, and and what you're about to pray here will be an affirmation of your love for Jesus and the blessings he brings. But I don't know your heart. So maybe there's some men, women, or, 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 or grommets... But for the first time, or maybe you've been wrestling with this, maybe this is the time to pray that prayer, to humbly admit that you need Jesus and put your trust in him. Let's pray. Lord God, I want to live as your child, both now and forever. I want you to love and care for me like you did for King David. I want this for myself, my family, my neighbours and my friends. Please help me to humbly trust and obey Jesus. In his name, name I pray, Amen.